Hello, everyone. My name is Chase Beatty, and this is my podcast, Principle of Polarity. Today's episode is about self-worth. And as usual, I'm going to begin this podcast with a quote. We cannot think of being acceptable to others until we have first proven acceptable to ourselves. That quote is by Malcolm X. Today, I will be relying on the PsychAlive website, uh, our article that I found in relationship to self-worth, because the initially what I wanted to share as I was doing research, I found out there was a lot of similarities between self-worth and self-esteem. Um, in fact, those two terms are almost interchangeable, but some would argue that they're very different. So in doing my research, I found this article and this article is jam packed with a bunch of good information. I'm just going to hit some of the highlights, share some points with you, and uh, hopefully it'll get you on the right path. Um, self-worth is very important. It's an important aspect of who we are. And it's another key component that drives us towards what we do. Self-worth versus self-esteem. That's how the article starts off. Although self-worth is also used as a synonym for self-esteem, Dr. Lisa Firestone believes that self-worth should be less about measuring yourself based on external actions and more about valuing your inherent worth as a person. In other words, self-worth is about who you are, not about what you are, what you do. I'm sorry. Dr. Kristen Neff argues that there is a problem with society's focus on high self-esteem. The problem is that this focus involves measuring oneself against others rather than to pay attention to one's intrinsic values. Our competitive culture tells us we need to be special and above average to feel good about ourselves, but we can't all be above average. So basically to sum up what I just talked about or what this article just spoke about, it's covering the little things that I've been talking about in the podcast, such as leadership versus followership, um, self-esteem, the inner conversation that you have with yourself, having confidence, all of these little things tie into one another to complete who we are. They're just, we just need to look at ourselves as a puzzle and realize that in order to make a complete picture, we're gonna have to put all of these tiny pieces together to make who we are. And in the grand scheme of things, there's, in my belief, there's three components to a holistic individual or creating your best self. And that's a mental, spiritual, and a physical aspect. So if you focus on, you know, one aspect more than the other, you create an an imbalance. Much like you do with your body, if you work out one side more than the other, or you get hurt and then your body naturally tends to, you know, fix that deficiency on its own, then now you have an imbalance. And likewise with our body, you know, if we work more on the mental 
than the physical or more on the physical than the spiritual, we have then created an imbalance within ourselves because we're not developed in each area that we need to be. So going back to the the article, searching for self-worth by constantly comparing ourselves to others means to always be fighting a losing battle. There is always someone richer, more attractive, or successful than we are. And even when we manage to feel self-esteem for one golden moment, we can't hold on to it. Our sense, our sense of self-worth bounces around like a ping-pong ball, rising and falling in lockstep with our latest success or failures. Everything we do in life, you know, life is going to be full of challenges. I believe life operates in ebbs and flows, you know, and which is to say opposites. Um, so you can't have happiness without sadness, you know, you can't have good days without bad days. You wouldn't appreciate the sunny days without the rain. So life operates in this ebb and flow. So there will be times when you have high self-esteem and there will be times when you have low self-esteem. But you need to learn how to bounce back in those times of low self-esteem. And likewise, at the times of high self-esteem, you need to learn how to keep yourself level. Because not every day are you going to be on the top of the mountain. Sometimes you're going to be in that valley, but you need to be able to pull yourself back to center and and sit yourself in a place to where you understand what you're capable of and also understand what isn't you and derive yourself worth from that. Give yourself a foundation, a baseline that you can compare your your highs and your lows to. Going back to the article, furthermore, studies now show that basing one's self-worth on external factors is actually harmful to one's mental health. One study at the University of Michigan found that college students who base their self-worth on external sources, including academic performance, appearance, and approval from others, reported more stress, anger, and academic problems, including in relationship problems, They also had higher levels of alcohol and drug use, as well as more symptoms of eating disorders. The same study that students who had based their self-worth on internal, the same study, I'm sorry, tongue-tied, the same study found that students who based their self-worth on internal sources not only felt better, they also received higher grades or less likely to use drugs and alcohol or develop eating disorders. So what this all goes back to is going internal and focusing inward. And I know in the respect that I've used going internal in the past was a physical type of example. Like when you're going through pain or something like that, you could just go internal and kind of sink it to yourself and, and, retreat to that area of your mind or your body where you could just fortify yourself against the outside world and create a hard point to which you can advance from and, and be strong. That also applies to a mental place as well that you can do with your emotions and with your spirit and 
all the internal workings that you have going on. You know, uh, when I was preparing to go into the military, because even when I was a young kid, I had a dream from as early as I can remember. And everything I did in my life was always focused on going towards that dream. But I did research about the the career field I wanted to go into, but I didn't do the proper research. So as I went through life, I did the wrong things. Like I developed myself mentally and physically, but spiritually wasn't big on my list. And at that point in time, I was a Christian. So I did what was expected of Christians and acted like a Christian should act. But I wasn't developing myself spiritually. I was religious versus being spiritual. And when my foundation was tested and I really needed to lean back on that spiritual aspect of myself, that spiritual being wasn't there. And that caused a hardship in my life. And a a big focal point became me developing myself more spiritually. And that that just attests to the the whole concept of the trifecta, the mind, body and the spirit and how important each part is to our overall success and in in the world and with ourselves, you know, trying to be the best person that we can be. Um, we just need to take that holistic approach. Going back to the article. Dr. Neff says a true sense of self-worth can be fostered by practicing self-compassion. Developed self-compassion is the practice of treating yourself with the same kindness and compassion as you would treat a friend. This involves taking on the Dr. Siegel approach of the Cole model. And the Cole model spelled C-O-A-L stands for curious, open, accepting, and loving. And this is the approach that Dr. Siegel wants you to take towards your experience and towards times when we're being critical towards ourselves. Um, Because that's another part of self-worth is that we'd be really critical towards ourselves and tell ourselves like, hey, I'm not worth it or I don't deserve it, you know, that's not true. That's not true. If you work hard enough for it and you've been through whatever you've been through to get to whatever point you've gotten to, then who who can tell you you don't deserve it? You know, it, you're deserving of what you go after. You know, if you put in the work and you grind, then you deserve it, you know, but but you got to put in that work and you got to grind. And the grind is not for everyone. So if you really want something, then you need to go after it. You can't just feel entitled like, hey, just because I'm breathing, this belongs to me. You have to be willing to put in that work. And in doing that work, you are deserving of what comes after it. The article goes on further to state there are three steps to practicing self-compassion. The first step is acknowledging and noticing your suffering. The second step is to be kind and caring in response to the suffering. And the third step is to remember that imperfection is a part of the human experience. 
that we all share. Something else that I also found on this website, this website is a great resource, again, is the four steps to conquer your inner critic. And this, this article is by Lisa Firestone. It's a bigger article than what I'm going to include in this podcast, but I found four quick points that the article is pretty much built around, and I'm going to include the links for this information in the comment box attached to this episode. So if you want to read more into it, um, I encourage you to do so. Uh, But the four steps to conquer your inner critic are step one, to identify your inner critic. Step two, to separate from your inner critic. Step three, to respond to your inner critic. And step four, don't act on your inner critic. And lastly, the last little bit of information I want to pull for the article is this statement that they put out at towards the end. It says, by challenging your critical inner voice, and stopping comparing yourself to others, you can begin to get a feeling for your own self-worth. By pursuing activities that are meaningful to you and acting in your line, acting in line with your own personal beliefs, you can develop your sense of self-worth to make your perspective worthwhile in this world. I mean, this article really when I read it, I saw a lot of the other podcasts that I have done kind of rolled up into one. You know how I always say your perspective drives your reality. The self-talk that you have with yourself is the most important conversation that you'll ever have. You know, little stuff like that. Like it, it all seems like it's individual parts of your journey through life and your journey to become a better person. When in reality, they're all connected. You know, everything is connected, I believe. So when, you know, you're addressing your confidence, there's so many other things that you're addressing when you're addressing your confidence. You know, your self-worth, your self-esteem, your performance overall, because if you feel confident, like in basketball, if you have confidence, you may take the shot if you're open overpassing it. You know, not, not to say it's a selfish move, but maybe you have the confidence that you can hit that shot because you've practiced it. So everything is interconnected. And if we really want to become the best us that we can become, we really need to take a holistic approach, you know, because because sometimes one area may bleed into another, which will help you out with an issue. For instance, like if depression a lot of people suffer from depression. I've, I've read several articles that have stated that the most underutilized antidepressant is going to the gym. So if you have yourself physically fit, that helps you in turn with the mental stuff or the mental component of yourself. And then the reading and stuff that you do, you know, to strengthen your mental aspect of yourself can bleed over into the spiritual aspect of yourself so everything is is related you know you work out you like the way you look that builds your confidence your confidence in turn reflects into your self-esteem and your self-worth 
because of your self-esteem or your self-work, you take chances or do things that you wouldn't normally have done. So it, it's just a domino effect. And I was reading this book and I'm probably going to get the numbers all wrong because I read it a, a while ago or somebody sent me an article, but they were talking about a domino effect and the domino, when you flick that first domino, it has the potential to knock over a domino, I believe one third or more its size. So when you knock over so many dominoes, at some point, I think it's like a 25th domino or something like that, you are able to knock over a domino the size of the moon or the size of the distance from the earth to the moon. Um, I'll look up more on that and put it in the comment section or I'll address it in the next episode. But it just shows another important aspect of reality, which is called the compound effect. And there's plenty of books on the compound effect as well. But um, the compound effect is one of the greatest phenomenon on this earth. You know, just how little efforts or little investments over a period of time can add up to be something big or astounding and that that's not only like a financial principle but it also goes towards you know our daily efforts to better ourselves so if you're having trouble with your self-esteem or your confidence or your courage or dealing with fear whatever you know little concerted efforts day in and day out will help you to work towards being a stronger better you but we have to be ready to jump out there and not be so comfortable in our comfort zone. Like if you want to change, if you want something new to happen, if you're tired of where you're at and going through the same experience consistently, then you need to be the person that changes it. You know, nobody, there is no hero coming. There's nobody in blue tights and a red cape that's going to save you. You know, we need to be the hero of our own story. You know, if, if self-esteem is something that you suffer with or that you suffer from, then you need to seek out ways to improve that, you know. Um, personally, the path that I would I would say to helping your self-esteem is the biggest thing that you would do is identify your why, you know, identify your purpose, identify what's your reason for waking it up in the morning. And then once you do that, you design goals around that, that, you know, are, are those waypoints for you throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the year, throughout five years, 10 years, whatever. When you can't see the end goal, these daily reminders, you know, flick something in your brain that say, hey, this is what I'm working towards. And this is just a little step on the ladder of success towards what I'm trying to achieve and I don't want you to feel like there's anything wrong with you that if you have issues with whatever it could be self-esteem depression confidence self-worth I mean everybody goes through it and a lot of the stuff that you see on tv is fake you know the cars are rented the mansions are rented you know the the voices are auto-tuned um, they're wearing makeup most of the time. It's not their true self or their true skin. They've had surgery to 
you know, have whatever done. So we just need to put all that in perspective, you know, because our perspective drives our reality. So if your perspective is that that type of stuff is real, you know, that's going to drive your reality and that's going to hurt your self-esteem. So we need to put everything in perspective. And the best way we can do that is to first and foremost, work on ourselves internally, and then that will reflect externally. So as always, I wanna say thank you for tuning in. I hope that today has in some way provided you with the motivation to push through yet another day. And as you go into the world to prosper and do great things, I want you to ask yourself, why not me? Why not now?